This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was holiday mascots. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 115. 115, Billy. We spent 45 minutes last week talking about what, Adam? Printers. 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 Yes. It was sort of inspired by someone who made a great suggestion on the Reddit page, which you should please all participate in and sure. give us more suggestions there and yep. uh, let us know what you think. Just look uh, up No Joke Pod on the Reddit. Exactly. But someone recommended 3D printers. Yes. So we took that kernel and we talked about printers in general, yes. our history with laser printers, bubble printers, etc. And what usually happens when we have a gift in the studio is yes. that the second act is just becomes about that <laughs> That's right. gift. That's right. We have a second podcast, Adam. Yes. It's called Fun Size. Yes. Um, you can find it at Patreon slash uh, No Joke Pod. Yep. Patreon.com slash No Joke Pod. Yep. But on that podcast, we uh, eat candies and we open up candies. That's right. But really what we should be doing is devoting that time to just opening up the gifts. The gifts. Because we spend so much time of no joke opening up gifts. Gifts for fun size. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just do it over there? That's a good – that's a great point. Learning on air. Learning on air. I think we're learning on air. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, we did an episode about printers, Yeah, Adam. it was really good. Put it in the books. You put it right in the books, baby. And now it is episode 115. 115. Like every other episode, Adam, we were stuck for what to talk about. Exactly. Always are. That's right. We, so, kind of, we What do we do? Did some brainstorming. Yeah. Sort of poked around. Yeah. Uh, we know that it is St. Patrick's uh, Day this weekend. Correct. Easter is – a, a hair away right around the corner. Right. It's our, we're in the thick of sort of a springtime holiday bonanza right now. And we started thinking about have we done episodes uh, similar to the one we're going to do today? Yes. And we realized that one of the main ones we did was Santa. Santa. That we was a really to, fun one. A really fun one. Tried to determine whether the big man was real. Yes. One of my mother's favorite episodes. Okay. Yes. And uh, how did we end up? Did, I, we, did we determine whether he was real or not? Pretty sure we were on the fence. Inconclusive. Hung jury there. Gonna need yeah. a second episode. Santa part two. <laughs> part two. Santa the sequel. Yes, exactly. So look for that in December. Yes. But we still want to talk about Santa-adjacent characters. We wanted to talk about holiday mascots. Holiday mascots. Sure. Each holiday – some come with built-in mascots that everybody knows, Santa Claus being the obvious one and the Easter Bunny. But I do – we also have a suspicion that there are other weird B and C-level celebrities. Yes. (laughs) B and C-level mascots that that could afford to have some light shown on them. I feel like I comfortably could tier like the most popular – and like most known yes. mascots, at least in America. Yes. I could tier them according to like the Santas and Mrs. Claus is on top, the Easter Bunny is on top. Yes. And then next level, you have to start going deeper and deeper. Yes. Maybe the Easter Bunny is number two or yeah. so. But like Halloween doesn't necessarily doesn't really have, have one. a one definitive mascot. And St. Patrick's Day is a tricky one because your mind says leprechaun. Leprechaun. But there's not a specific leprechaun. That's right. Who comes to your house and he doesn't give you a pot of gold or a rainbow. No, he does not. These are all symbols in the St. Patrick's Vaguely world. Irish Irish. But I don't know if St. Patrick's Day has a mascot. That's exactly. And let me ask you this, and I do not mean to put you on the spot, put but you spot. are uh, half uh, Irish. Your family's Irish. Exactly 50%. Who is St. Patrick? St. Patrick. What is St. Patrick? I believe <laughs> Who that is he it? blew a flute and the snakes left Ireland. <gasps> right. I think he, I think they had like I these think snakes. That's right. And they yeah. were like, we've like hired all the local contractors. Their <laughs> shovels aren't working. We have brooms. Snakes don't mind the brooms. Yeah. One thing they hate 
is the flute. <laughs> they hate flute. Patrick rolls up and he's like, hey, guys, I have a flute. I got this flute. How about I play this song and the snakes leave? You know, I was kind of interested in this story. Yeah. Very loosely interested yes. in the story. Yes. And so I looked up who is St. Patrick. Yeah. And the first thing that came up was a picture of a man. Yes. An, an image of a man. Yes. He was playing a flute, yes. and eight small garden snakes were leaving Ireland. Okay, I think that's and that. I think that's kind eight of small. I think that's what you need to know. It's almost like the reverse Pied Piper. Okay, the Pied Piper played a flute. All the rats followed him. He was the king of the rats. Wait, St. Patrick. We like that. The rats liked him, and they liked his flute. I think so. Interesting. I think, he, and he became like king of the rats. He would play his flute, and the rats would line up, and he was the Pied Piper. Okay. I think that – so it just kind of seems like this is almost the reverse. Snakes hate the flute. Rats love the flute. I think that's maybe the lesson that's we're learning. That's a huge yeah, lesson to know. Well, so any flautists out there, just know. If you have a snake and rat problem in your house, yeah. first of all, like big problem. Big problem. Second maybe call of all, the, Terminator. the flute is not going to help. So the flute is either a tool. You're yeah. going to be attracting one and detracting the other. It's going to get messy. Kind of gets – it's a wash. Okay. Okay. I, why did he want the rats? Why did why the did Pied Piper the need the rats? I don't know. I don't know anything about the Pied Piper. I don't even know if it was intentional. Maybe it was one of those things where he was just like kind of fluting around okay. and the rats just sort of perked their ears and were like, what's that dude about? But were they like the Cinderella mice where they were like going to like get to work and like spin a fancy like cloak for the Pied Piper? Like why did he need all these rats? <laughs> Great Great question. Okay. Great question. Not even I, that. Why did he become folklore? Why? <laughs> why is he? Why is he lore? Adam, are you okay? Sneezing. Sneezing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. That was okay. I'm glad you're okay. That was a flute inspired sneeze. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. <clears throat> well, anyway, we kind of got off We're track. We're back. There. Sorry. Don't know. Don't know why he needed the rats. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll find out about it in some future <laughs> yeah, episode. Exactly. But what we're doing today, Adam. Holiday mascots. Holiday mascots. So this is one of those episodes where we will have a list. Yeah. A list to guide us and a list to teach us. Yeah. Because Lord knows we've been trying to (laughs) – We need teaching. (laughs) Yeah. So, Adam, what do you say we use Wikipedia? As always. And if you are listening at home and you'd like to follow along and read along with us, type in the word holiday characters into Wikipedia. We'll give you a three count. Yes. Wikipedia is the official website for the half-informed. Right. (laughs) And the No Joke Podcast. Yeah, exactly. I.e. the The No No Joke Joke Podcast. Podcast. So, Adam, like other episodes – there's usually a bunch of letters. We'll choose one of those letters, and from those letters, we will then determine what character to learn Great. from. Great. Holiday mascots. There's plenty here. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Do you want to pick the first letter or should yeah, I? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, let me pick. I'll okay. go uh, I'll go uh, uh, C. C. Yeah. yeah. There are four okay. in the letter C. C2, please. C2. Yes. You didn't choose. Well, maybe we'll go back. Great. But we'll just say you didn't choose the cinnamon bear. <laughs> you did not choose the cinnamon bear. You chose La Calavera Katrina. La Calavera Katrina. Everyone's favorite holiday mascot. Immediately pulls up a picture of a pretty skeleton in a fun hat. Okay. Fun hat. Yep. The dapper skeleton. Yep. <laughs> La Calavera Katrina, the dapper skeleton, is a 1910 zinc etching by famous Mexican printmaker, cartoon illustrator, Jose Guadalupe Posada. Cool. The history. The etching was created sometime between 1910 and 1913. The image made from zinc uh, captures the famous calaveras or skull skeleton images that have become popular at the turn of the yeah. 20th century. Cool. The original leaflet describes a person who is ashamed of his or her indigenous origins and dressed imitating the French style while wearing a lot of makeup to make their skin look whiter. Oh, that's interesting. The cultural importance. La Catrina has become the referential image of death in Mexico. Yeah, Dia de los Muertos. Exactly. Yeah. Ta- take us to This Dea- is the Dia de los Muertos skeleton. <laughs> is this specifically the one? 
I think this is yeah. This is like this is the birth of. If we've seen the movie Coco, which is wildly popular, this is the Coco aesthetic. This yep. is the Dia de los Muertos, Mexico. Very popular in California. Super popular in California and beautiful. I love this like Dia de los Muertos skull Mexican Agreed. death skull in a sombrero vibe. And, I really like that. And what can you teach me about uh, Dios de los Muertos? Almost nothing. Okay. I think that it is the day after Halloween. We were saying that Halloween yes. doesn't have an official thing. Correct. I think this is as close to an official Halloween mascot as there is. Okay. I, I, in my loose understanding i think dia de los muertos is literally the day after like because halloween is all hallows eve yes and i think that dia de los it's like the day of the dead is the day halloween okay. is the eve oh, to I the see. day of the dead okay i think and this is the day where we remember honor and celebrate the dead that's a good guess is that a safe bet that's a pretty safe bet i think okay that's a safe that's a safe bet but i love i really like this like aesthetic i sort of half watched coco over maggie's shoulder maggie loved it i don't yeah. know if you guys saw it I haven't seen it yet but like i'm into that aesthetic world that yeah. aesthetic sandbox sure. i think it's really cool Paint a skull. Paint a skull. Let's all paint a skull. Paint a skull. Before our skull comes out, yeah. let's paint some other skull. Yeah. And I know this is like morbid, but it doesn't even mean to be. But I also really appreciate uh, cultures who um, are – I don't want to say unprecious about death, but that celebrate death. Right. That, are, that it's not a – yeah, that it's I know not like mean. something to be terrified of and unaddressed and never spoken of. But it's like we die. We're skeletons. That's fun too. It can be fun and colorful and lo- there's life in death, right? And like I New like Orleans that. seems to celebrate exactly. that exactly, which also has the spirit of a painted skull. That's exactly right. If there was a painted skull city in America, I would say that's New Orleans. New Orleans. You, I wouldn't be surprised if you zoomed out from New Orleans and the whole city rests inside the eyeball of a skull. That is fun and interesting. Yeah, like seems like it does. Fun and interesting. Yeah, but now, I like this. Now you didn't choose the cinnamon bear. Yeah. But I kind of want to we know. We need now. to know. I know the honeygrams bear. Yeah, it's Can't get enough of that honeygrams. Yeah, is that what it means? We'll find out. Okay, the cinnamon bear. Ooh, did you click the cinnamon bear link, Adam? I did. He's fun. I did. He's a what? fun holiday what boy. What holiday is this, Adam? Will you read uh, what he's about? Absolutely. The okay. cinnamon bear is an old-time radio program produced by Transco, based in Hollywood, and the series was specifically designed to be listened to six days a week between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So six, this is an in, inter-holiday mascot. That is amazing. Inter-holiday mascot. Wow. In between, specifically a mascot for the six weeks in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That is so clever. It's pretty wild. Christmas is at max two days. Yeah. You get Christmas Eve, you get Christmas. Yes. That's a wrap. You yes. got to squeeze out as much as you can in 48 hours. Yes. This little cinnamon bear yes. said, I'm going to get six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Can I read you the ad copy from the 1937 debut you of Cinnamon know Bear? It can. says, introducing Patio Cinnamon, Santa Claus's right-hand man. Patio? Patio. <laughs> P-A-T-I-O? No, 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 no. Patty, like uh, P-A-D-D-Y. Got it. Oh, cinnamon. Got Irish. it. Irish. Like patio furniture. Patio furniture. Introducing Patio Cinnamon, Santa Claus's right-hand man. Meet him with Santa in Toyland at Lippins. And don't miss his exciting adventures with Judy and Jimmy, two of the nicest playmates you could ever want. And some nights you'll be so anxious to hear how they got the silver star back from the wicked, crazy quilt dragon that you'll listen twice. And here's the secret. The cinnamon bear is just as excited about meeting you as he can be. Okay. I don't know what any of that means, okay. but <laughs> I remember when we learned about the Tricks Rabbit, and the Tricks Rabbit had a, a nice tidy catchphrase <laughs> was that I don't like carrot. Most carrots, most rabbits like carrots. I don't like carrots. I like tricks. <laughs> and it's just like hey, super snappy. Like, yeah, there's a bunch too many words in there. <laughs> you lost me after like forty words I in know. there. 
crazy quilt dragon just got thrown in there. So anyway, apparently the cinnamon bear is part of some other sure. character mythology that we are not familiar with. I said that I could tear the holiday yeah. mascots. Yeah. I have no idea where the cinnamon, cinnamon bear, bear lies. He is nowhere. I know that he's uh, Santa's best buddy. Yeah. And also Judy and Jimmy's best yeah. buddy. <laughs> But I don't know where he lies. If He's not Easter Bunny adjacent. It does feel like these holiday mascots come from one of two places. Either religious, like some or take their origins in some sort of religious iconography, the Dia de los Muertos thing, right. S- Santa Claus, whatever, the, whatever. And then it's some, some are just like, like department stores. That's right. Right. The Coca-Cola Company presents Santa Claus. Sears. Uh, yes, exactly. Correct. It seems like they come from one of two places. Right. Either the Bible or commercialism. I asked for Cinnamon Bear. I learned about Cinnamon Bear. It. And it said that sometimes you'll even listen to the episode twice. Yeah. <laughs> we encourage the same thing with the From No Joke one. Podcast. That's exactly right. Uh, we have many more holiday mascots, yes. Adam. We could get into another one, but I say we get into the first act Okay, break. great. Just wet their whistle. Little boo booge. Okay, good. Little cinnamon little bear. First act break. Cinnamon bear. <laughs> I wonder if the cinnamon bear ever made any music. Is there any? Is there anything to be gleaned? It's Does really, he sing with really Judy and Jimmy? Good. Were there songs? Books and influence. Let's just see. Okay. Uh, I Try wonder, it. yeah, Judy and Jimmy Barton, who go to their enchanted world of Maybyland okay. to recover the missing silver star. So this it seems seem- like there's a whole mythology here. Whole mythology. It seems like a deep dive for Bill. Yeah, I but- don't know if he's really got the bandwidth right now to be yeah. digging up Judy and Jimmy duets. Yeah. We might have to pull away from the Cinnamon Bear uh, catalog. Yeah, we might have to pull right away from this. It Unless it was like he was known for singing like... Oh, Santa, where art thou? I, I doubt don't it. think he has like a, a signature song. We'll move it doesn't we'll seem like he does. Keep it moving on. Yeah. In fact, moving on. Yes. Adam. Yes. Do you remember this song? Yes. Maya featuring Silk the Shocker. Yes. Moving on. Not really, but I love both I'll be moving on. on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On. Yes. On. Yes. On. on. And then yeah. Silk the Shocker comes in, I think. Shall we do that? Let's do that. I think we have to do that. That's, that's a real win. Yeah. If on. this song exists... Real win. Good pull, Bill. Okay. Good pull. Be right back. No Joke Podcast. Great. <laughs> Yo, my. I know you got a man and all, but uh, I've been watching y'all. And if he ain't treating you right, it's about time you move on. Now, I'm not trying to get between y'all two, but if you're going to move, move this way.
So now it's time to fly. You ain't never got a trip. Or remind me. I'm trying to live ghetto fab. Taking baths and bottles of dime heat. But I ain't perfect. Could you imagine me with no flaws? Like a parking lot with no cars. Cell block with no bars. World with no walls. And lake with no stars. Check this out. I can hear your broken heart. So don't be so fast to react so quick. <laughs> or get all mad and try to scratch up my six. Now you know I get paid for busting all kind of tight verses. But see, I need a girl when I drop top. Like a silk and mighty. A vice versa. to the no joke podcast that was maya featuring silk the shocker and that song is moving on you could have found that song in a cd tower in bill's bedroom bill you have a i am i have known you for years yeah. you are my deepest closest most intimate friend sure. i'm constantly shocked and impressed by your rolodex of knowledge of 90s not 90s early aughts r&b hip-hop it's all in there bill i had a cd tower 50 <laughs> slots on each side that's 200 slots folks it's in there that's 200 <laughs> cds i'm saying 80 percent was r&b you're well versed at least two maya albums columbia house i mean columbia it was house records columbia house yep. nine dollar nine albums for a penny whatever yes. that costs yes did it bill yes bill did it yes now you're not what are you one of those people that nostalgizes and sort of misses the days of cds and albums and cassettes or are you i don't really I, miss them yes but i do i love the idea of the cd tower yeah the cd tower represented wealth to yeah me. like i was a kid i didn't have money yeah but if i kept filling in slots with more music i was rich status. with that status that, it's something it's like those are the things i own when i'm 13 that that's my wealth. That's what I own. You're so right about that. Yeah. There's no MP3 towers. There's no physical manifestation of no. kids who collect music now to be like, look at all my that. Exactly. There's just no way to do Same that. Same way with baseball cards. And so yeah. I would start organizing it and just being like really OCD about it because yeah. I was so proud of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a CD tower? Big time. You. So how many CDs do you think you had at your max? At my max, I was – what were you, 50 per is what yours that were? That was mine, but that was a big dog. I think mine was not a big dog. Mine was a relatively medium-sized dog. Right. I think it was probably a CD tower that fit 20. Okay. And I probably had just uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe like 30. Okay. So I probably was messing with like 
But then I had the uh, I so I had like my prime CDs that I would l- like my most listened to in the tower, and then I would have other CDs and shoeboxes in the closet. It's obvious that I imagine Thirty Six Chambers was one of them. You know that. But what was what was one of your main listened to CDs that I that I wouldn't expect? Like like Under the Table and Dreaming, Dave Matthews Band. Big time. All the Dave Matthews Band, all the Fish, okay. all the hip hop, the okay. Wu Tang and the Biggie and the Tupac All Eyes on Me and everything. Okay, that, but like, one that might surprise me. Um, okay, the Cabaret, uh, Broadway cast recording of Cabaret. That's right. Probably my most listened to, to really? be honest with you. Yeah. What was the big song off of Cabaret? Uh, well, yeah. So the big song is, uh, man, is Cabaret, of course, sung by Sally Bowles. How does that go? And Cabaret on Cabaret. Life is a ding alone in your room. Okay. And come to the Cabaret. Yeah, so that was, but I really liked it. There's the MC character that's sort of dark and weird, who's okay. one of my personal favorites. Not familiar with Cabaret. Teams. Oh, man, you'd love it. Okay. It's one of the better musicals that Fun. exist. Okay, great. But I had a lot of Broadway musicals. I had a lot of doo-wop compilation albums. Yep. Got but it. yeah, but again, you're 90. Duality. Duality. Yep. We are it. multitudes. We contain many things. Yes, I love <laughs> 90s R&B. You love it. Very unironically, I love it. It's good. And it's just, I just love that this podcast to me is such a great way. Sometimes these memories, I can see them flit out of your deep subconscious. Totally. I don't know where you pulled this Maya song from, Bill. All where does said, it come from? You <laughs> said moving on. Yeah, and you're like. And then the brain was like, hey, you also need to find a song, Bill. <laughs> so while you're here, just stick with moving on. Smart, Bill. Right. You're too smart. Um, We're talking Adam. holiday mascots. Talking holiday mascots. Yeah. We have more candy in the studio. We we'll do. get to that in a minute. But we I say do. we get to a few more mascots. Let's First. do it. Okay, great. Let's knock them out. It's on you, Bill. Okay. You want to give us a, a letter? Letter E. Okay, E. Yeah. There's two of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's do um, one. Okay, great. So one, the the second one is the Easter Bunny, but I'm... the first one yeah. is Easter Bilby. Stop. <laughs> Drop. Open up. Shop. Shop. Hold on. <laughs> Say it again, but slower. Okay. Just the third word. Bilby. B-I-L-B-Y. Bilby. Bilby? <laughs> Is that like how Bilbo Baggins' grandmother like refers to him? <laughs> exactly, a little, little pet name. Bilby. Little Bilby. So the Easter Bilby. Hold on. I, I, I know what you have to learn. Please. Have you ever heard that word before? Never. Do we think that that is this character's first name? <laughs> Just before we get into yes. it. Yes. Guess. The you, Bilby. The Bilby or like Bilby like Oh, like Swanson. Bilby Baggins. Uh, yeah, I think – I don't know. I don't even know. If the I, Easter Bilby makes it seem like Bilby is a noun. It's a thing. Like an animal. Yes, like, like an a Im- Bilby. Like an improper noun for an animal. I'm a Billy. Yes. I'm a Billy. Bilby Scafuri. I'm not a Bilby. Right. No, no. No, no. Okay. Just want to – I'm just trying to – I just wanted to make sure I didn't – I to me, make sure if, you knew what a Bilby was. To or me, not. I don't know. I've never heard of Bilby, the word or the proper noun. Great. Okay, so great. I don't know. It might be a name, but to me, it sounds like it's like the like the uh, the Easter ferret. Got it. We're in, in the same mind. headspace. We're in the same headspace. Okay, great. Adam, tell me about the Easter. The Bilby. Easter Bilby is. We got to sneeze. Three, two. <laughs> oh my God, it sneaks up on you. Sorry, Bilbies. That's okay. Bill. The Easter Bilby is an Australian alternative to the Easter Bunny. Okay. Bilbies are native Australian marsupials that are endangered. There you go. Haven't been. Have you ever been to Australia? Yeah, never. Me neither. Never. Okay. I got another sneeze coming, Bill. Okay. Um. To yeah, there are marsupials. The first documented use of the Easter Bilby was in 1968 when a nine-year-old wrote a story about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which she published as a book 11 years later, and that story helped catalyze the public's interest in saving the Bilby. Oh, that's interesting. So it was an actual endangered animal that some kid wrote a fanciful story about, the Easter Bilby, and that mobilized and increased interest and awareness about this endangered Bilby. That's very – that's cute and charming. That's kind of cool. Yes. That's kind of cool. Were there no other stories written at any point at that time? 
hey, someone wrote a story. <laughs> exactly. I love hearing Let's it. follow it to the letter. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Easter Bilby. Easter Bilby. Okay. Australian Easter Bunny. It's a marsupial. Okay. Just That's a, what we know about that. It's funny. It's like taking – it's like you could just take any other sort of like holiday story and just be like, hey, I'm just going to change one little element. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. Not bad. <laughs> the leprechaun. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam. Okay, Bill. Want to pick a letter? Yeah, and I do. We'll continue not learning? Uh, can, we go, uh, can we go S? We can go S. Okay, great. S is a holiday-rich It is, letter. right? Okay. Yes. We have four. We have nine to choose from. Nine. And I'm assuming Santa's one of those. I'm going to go bottom. I want to go S7. S if that's seven. What do you think? One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, yes. seven. Yes, please. Nailed it. Yeah? Staten Island Chuck. <laughs> Before we get into it, I'm just going to assume he either works on a garbage truck, Staten. owns a pizzeria, Staten. is a union guy. Staten Island Chuck. What a holiday. Has season tickets to minor league baseball <laughs> yeah, team. and the Islanders. Just the loudest guy at the game. Oh, my God. Oh, that's just Staten Island Chuck. <laughs> hey, Chucky! Chuck! Staten Island Chuck is a holiday Staten mascot. Staten Island Chuck. Yeah, I want to know about him. The holiday in this would have to be Staten Island. Yeah, Staten Island Day? Okay. The Feast of San Gennaro? Staten Island Chuck, you open it up, and it is immediately a picture of a small house. <laughs> Don't know why. Okay, Adam. It is another Bilbo. To, it's another Bilbo. It's a Bilbo? It's a Bilby. Okay. There once was a groundhog, the famous groundhog, Pucks Tony Phil. Yes, yes, yes. Staten Island Chuck. Got it. Is another freaking groundhog. Got it. Just another groundhog. It's just funny with like, like just taking a mascot that already exists to a specific place and be like, well, we want one as well. Yes. Yeah. And so, Staten Island Chuck, also referred to more formally as Charles G. Hogg. Hilarious. Is a groundhog who resided in the Staten Island Zoo in Staten Island, New York uh, City. Okay. He serves as the official groundhog. Me- oh, okay. He serves as the official groundhog meteorologist in, oh. in New York. Oh, good. And predicts the duration of winter from February second on Groundhog's Day. Isn't that a funny tradition? The tradition dates back to 1981. 81 dates all the way back to Springsteen's heyday. So does Bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I go back to 81. I'm as old as Charles G. Hogg, aka Staten Island Chuck. <laughs> He makes uh, Staten Island Chuck makes the prediction based on whether or not he sees a shadow during the ceremony between 7 a.m. and 7:30 on Groundhog Day. Once again, February second. Such a funny tradition. Puxatawney Phil has made it popular. That's right. And somehow Staten Island Chuck just has better web presence. He, as a better publicist, and he's like, "Hey, listen, I noticed I'm not on the Wikipedia page. Can I? I don't Are know, you an you influencer? Can... can you get my story online? <laughs> my story? We asked for that same thing, and some people made the no joke Wikipedia page. <laughs> in my mind, it's like, where does Chuck live in between Groundhog Days? Like, who tends to him? Is there like Staten Island Dave and Jill? Well, he who, probably like... has to go into the local news office. He's the official Groundhog meteorologist of New York City. He has a day job. It's a nine to five. Yeah. Not every day is Groundhog Day. No, it's and he's like... not always on camera. But I'm sure he's behind the computers, at least, like, seeing where his shadow might arrive next. That's a great point. He's probably also just doing other news work and other meteorologist stuff just sort of – And I wouldn't, the... I wouldn't put it past him that he uh, is probably full of, like, charitable work. And yeah. when he has downtime, he probably gives it back to the community. Definitely. Just like most guys named Chuck from just Staten Island. Seems like the kind of hog Chuck is. Yeah. Just like a give-back-to-the-community kind of Chuck. <laughs> I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, too. So that's Puxatawney Phil's uh, evil twin brother. Amazing. Staten Island Chuck. Hilarious. Adam, dare we go back into the box of candy once again? I think we dare. Dare we? I think we dare. Last episode, we received a box from a gentleman named James Thomas. Up in San Francisco. His Twitter handle, maybe his Instagram handle as well, at Not A Comedy Agent. Follow him. Big listener of the No Joke Podcast. He bestowed so much candy to us. A treasure trove. That we needed two episodes to eat it all. It's amazing. Or to at least open it all. To even unpack it all. Most of them are British candies we've never heard of before. Cadbury, like sub-brands of Cadbury candies. Yeah. 
So I just want the listeners at home to learn some more British candies that we received. Adam, take them out of the Please. box and maybe just list them. Absolutely. Just the names. Double Decker, another Cadbury. That's like a bus in England. Double Decker, exactly right. Sure. Double Decker, another Crunchy. Second, which we have. Exactly. Second Crunchy. Oh my God, this looks amazing. A Mars Duo. Okay. This just looks like a double Mars bar. This is a glorious looking thing. Let's let's look at the Mars Duo for God, a second. This looks good. Adam, are you a Mars bar guy? Huge. What is a Mars bar? Mars is not the Duo, but what 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 do you? Expect Mars, I think, you... is chocolate and nougat, isn't it? Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I think Mars is nougat. I'm going to ask you to pause right there. You use the word nougat, nougat really confidently. Yeah. What's nougat? That's another great question. You can't say nougat. Is that is that in the family of Manila? Yeah, I think it's in the family of Manila. It's so close to a word we use so often. We're like, I'm sure it's real. Nougat, nugget, Manila, vanilla. You're right. Are those real? Yeah. Is nougat real or was nougat invented by the, like, the Nestle Corp? I know that my brain likes eating nougat. Nougat. Right. Nougat. It's like also blue is blue raz. That's like right. My brain just accepts it That's as right. that. But what the hell is nougat? What the hell is nougat? To me, my association with nougat, maybe I'm way off here, is like the, uh, the filling of a Three Musketeers. It's just like the generally cream. Cooked. Cookie crunch? Yeah. Is it a cookie crunch? I think it's more of a cookie cream. Okay. I think it's more of a cookie cream, but okay. it's a good question. Okay. I don't know what nougat is exactly. Can you tell me about the Mars Duo? I will say it looks like it's wearing a tuxedo. It's it's like a That's hu- out for a night on the town it's, in the candy. It's like aisle. a black tie candy. You put option. that in a very small little black purse and you pull it out at the perfect moment. It's really, really, really nice. Okay. Yeah, it's soft nougat. Soft nougat. You nailed it. Is this. Okay, got it. Soft nougat. No implies idea. that there's many different textures of nougat. Any other candies in the box? Yeah, Adam? there's plenty of candies, Bill. We have a lion. <laughs> Guys, Nestle Lion. <laughs> Nestle Lion. This is legit the best candy bar I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not lying. Thank there you. is a lion roaring full mane. I've never. What's seen coming that. out of his mouth? The word <laughs> lion. <laughs> He's roaring his own species. Imagine if an animal spoke. Yeah. I know parrots and parakeets do to certain yes. things, but imagine if animals learned English. Yes. And the first word they said was, the animal they are. Aardvark. Aardvark. Cow. <laughs> Cow. I don't know. Lion. That lion is yelling lion at us. Good. It's really good. A few more. Cadbury twirl. I can't wait to dig into any and all of these. Yeah. Mean, this is like such a, another Maltesers, okay. which we got the previous. We're doubling little up Little malt balls. Okay. Here's a, uh, this is a timeout wafer. Okay. Timeout. Okay. This is, I don't know if that, this is and the... another uh, uh, Wispa, and that's it. So... Okay. I think we received about, from James Thomas, yes, 20 candy bars. Truly. That is insanely, James, insanely kind. You've gone above and beyond in terms of your candy generosity here, and we could tell that most of them are from the UK. My favorite candy of them all yeah. is Lion. Lion is unbelievable. I encourage all the listeners of No Joke Podcast to Google Lion candy Nestle bar. Nestle Lion. To see what it looks like, because it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Adam. We have to go into a second act break. Yes. Already? Already. Jeez. Just oh, like that. Gosh. Um, Lion. Lion. Snoop Lion. Snoop Did Lion. You, Snoop Dogg became Snoop Lion for like a weekend. That went, wait, is he not anymore? Because that went really under the radar. I mean, he's Snoop Dogg. He's Snoop Dogg. Right? Like, you're not going to be like, hey, I, I heard that new Snoop Lion Snoop Lion song. song. Right? Yeah. Okay. And the idea was that, like, and what was the idea exactly? That, like, in his Rastafari, like, he had upgraded to lion status I from dog? That, I think that he wasn't a dog in Jamaica. Or, yeah, I think that's exactly it was like right. A, it was like a Rasta I think other people there. told him to be the lion. Lion. Yeah. Yes. So that's okay. Yes. Then, of course, there's I Can't Wait to Be King. The Lion King. The Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's out there, too. That's a really good one. Anything yep. else? Anything else, Adam? Snoop Lion. 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 <laughs> 
That is an amazing, amazing looking candy bar. That is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Snoop, Snoop. Then there's Cryin' by Aerosmith. Yes, that's true. Do you remember when they put out those two songs with Alicia Silverstone in the video? Yes, and Liv Tyler. Yes. Yes. Crazy and Cryin'. Yes, exactly. That was good. Those are really. That was a good time for rock. We can listen to Cryin'. Cryin'. Mm-hmm. Lion. Yeah. Uh huh. You're yes. I'm flying. Uh, Peter me, Pan. Wake up high. Suddenly I can fly. I'm lying. Should we do that? <laughs> that's, a good one. that's out there too. <laughs> yeah. I'm Flying by yes, Peter Pan. I'm Flying by Peter Pan. Should we do I'm Flying by Peter Pan? I love that song. Do you have a favorite rendition? I mean, the Mary Martin one is my personal favorite. The That's Mary true. Martin you movie. actually had Love one. Mary Martin. That was a joke. <laughs> I lofted it out there, and you gave me back sincerity. I'm humbled. <laughs> I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. You want the Mary Martin version of I'm Flying I think from so. Peter Pan. I would love that. What listener of No Joke <laughs> would expect anything yeah. else? Okay. Sounds good. You're getting on flying. Great. We're not lying. We'll be right back. Third act of the No Joke podcast. <laughs> First, I must throw the fairy dust on you. Now, think lovely thoughts. Think lovely thoughts. Fishing. Dancing. Candy. Picnic. Summer. Candy. Sailing. Love. Candy! Lovelier thoughts, Michael. Christmas! Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was I'm Flying from the Mary Martin version of Peter Pan. Yes. A movie I saw countless times as a child. My mom was, oh. an, it was an actress, is an yes, actress yes. in the theater. Yes. And there was a role that she played. Uh, it was Peter Pan. Yes. The play was Peter Pan. Cool. And it was rigged with all the sort of flying and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. And she was the mother to uh, the kids. Yes. In not Neverland, you know. Mrs. Ho- Darling. Mrs. Darling. Yes. Right. She was Mrs. Darling. Yes. In this particular production, I don't know if this was all Peter Pan's, yeah. but in this particular production, yes. every character in the play who was in um, 
the non-Neverland scenes yes. also had a Neverland character. Yes, of course. So it's just like using as many actors yes. as it could for yes. as many roles as it could. Yes. The one actress yes. who didn't get to play in Neverland and the one actress who didn't get to fly, my mom. Mrs. Darling. Just Mrs. Darling didn't have the Neverland analog. Flipping through the pages of like the <laughs> breakdown of what this like next yeah. three months of working is going to look like, she's like, where's my flying yeah, where's scene? My where's my flying <laughs> scene? Okay, no flying scenes. Where's my cool Neverland scenes? Okay, I okay, guess I'm cool. just in the apartment. I'm just a London mother. <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah. a London mother. <laughs> I'm a mother, mother in London. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm How just magical. a London mother. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Peter Pan, Hook, man, Hook. The whole, I mean, the Peter Pan, Peter Pan is one of the greatest, like, American myths, I think, that we have. Like, yeah. There's something, like, deeply, deeply important I guess it's not even American, I guess. And is the story of just, like, reclaiming your inner child to, like, remember your inner child? I don't want to grow up. Yeah. No one wants to grow up. And how does it end? Yeah, does he, does he, like, does, it, does he settle on, I should probably grow up? No, I think the kids go back. Wendy and Peter and John go back to London. They kind of want to stay, but they ultimately go back to London, and Peter stays in Neverland, right? Good huh. question. I think Peter might stay I'm in just Neverland. trying to, because, like, it's such a good thought. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like, always, like, channel your inner kid and all yes. that kind of stuff. But how do they end that yeah, story? Yeah, how does it end? Because, like, if everyone ends up in Neverland, then the theme is, like, yo, Earth sucks. Yeah, Earth sucks. Earth's your imagination is better than reality. Just run away from reality. Yeah, I don't think that's cost. it. I'm pretty sure the darlings make their way back to London. Nana is the dog that they have in the apartment. And maybe they've just them. learned the lesson. I think that's I think We've learned to be goes. more childish. But Peter doesn't stick around i don't think so he's like i have other windows to fly i live here in neverland y'all go back to london i'm here with tank that makes sense yeah okay that makes sense. i think i think that's how it ends i'm not positive right but i think that's how it goes okay have you ever acted in peter pan no but i would love to okay peter pan we were joking this past weekend about that hilarious clip if you like youtube high school theater production bloopers there are some when theater goes wrong it's hilarious yes exactly when peter pan when flying rigs go wrong and activate randomly in the middle of scenes it's you can't have high us. school backstage crew members handling other <laughs> actors flying around on stage. That's correct. Because sometimes they whip across the stage and hit the backdrop. That's correct. And then whip the other way and hit the other backdrop. That's exactly right. And Peter Pan has spawned so many. I mean, Hook is like maybe the greatest sort of like derivative of Peter Pan movie that exists. I would like ever. to do a full episode oh, about Hook. Truly. Yeah. That's a very good idea. I would like that. Rufy. Oh. I mean, just the beginning. There was Finding Neverland that came out the other year, which was a movie Johnny about Depp. the writing of Peter Pan. Right. So, like, the Peter Pan has a wonderful culture that's right. I love Peter Pan, man. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, love Peter great. Pan. Beautiful. Yeah, great. What came first, Tinkerbell or Cinderella? Oh, oh wait, no. Cinderella wasn't a uh, fairy. That's right. Tinkerbell's Cinder- the only fairy. Tinkerbell's the fairy. Peter Pan's the little right hand. Does she just resemble? Is she a shrunken Cinderella? Does she resemble her? She. Well, I think that maybe in Hook it was played by Julia Roberts, who sort of projects a but certain. But the cartoon Cinderella. was she a blonde? I think she's blonde. She's blonde. She's definitely blonde. Do they ever go into her parents? Tinkerbell's. Yeah. No, I don't think Tinkerbell really. No gets a explanation. Backstory. She's just sort of like of Neverland. Gonna need some. I have some questions. Great. I have some questions. I don't have any answers. Okay. To Tinkerbell. Well, maybe she is on. Maybe she has some <laughs> she sort of vaguely religious. Mascot. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Adam. Okay, Bill. Holiday mascots. Who picks? Okay. Is uh, it my letter or yours? I think it's. I think it might be mine. Okay. I'll go K. K. Let's do K. K gives us the popular holiday mascot, Kitchen God. Stop. Kitchen God. 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 In Chinese folk religion, Chinese mythology, and Taoism, the kitchen god, also known as stove god, (laughs) is the most important of a plethora of Chinese domestic gods that protect the hearth and family. The kitchen god, a.k.a. stove god, (laughs) is also celebrated 
celebrated in the Vietnamese culture. Stove God sounds like a missing Wu-Tang member, doesn't it? Adam, it's you God's older brother. Capadonna, Ghostface Killer, Raekwon the Chef, you God, and Stove God. There is something so funny to me about Stove God. Lil Stovey. (laughs) Stove God in the building. Kitchen God is a funny enough like word combo, but Stove God Mm -hmm. is really, really good. Stove. (laughs) Stove. It is believed that on the 23rd day of the 12th lunar month, yeah. just before Chinese New Year, yeah. Stove God returns to heaven <laughs> to report the activities of every household over the past year to the Jade Emperor. That's cool. Yu Huang. <laughs> the Jade Emperor, Emperor of the Heavens, either rewards or punishes a family based on Stove Zhao God. Jun's, yeah. a.k.a. Stove God's, yes. yearly report. I think that's pretty cool. So Stove God is reporting back to the Jade Emperor exactly what you are doing in your kitchen, whether yep. you're sort of playing by the Stove God's rules yes. in the kitchen. So Big Brother, in some cultures, is watching you. Yes. And then in other cultures, Stove God is watching you. Only in the kitchen. Yes. Specifically how you prepare and eat meals. Yes. And then reporting that to the Jade Emperor. You've got your fridge, you've got your dinner table, and for a few minutes every year, Stove God stands in your kitchen, Stove. just as a quick perusal just puts down some notes yeah and then flies right up your chimney yes just like santa yes straight towards the sun yes and then lands at the emperor's house that's the right. jade emperor that's right and he says they need to mop that's right in asian cultures it's called stove god in western cultures it's called gordon ramsay boom that's that's what that's called here we should have ended Kitchen the episode judgment. there but we still have nine more boom. minutes to go how do we <laughs> okay bill so that was kitchen god kitchen god aka stove, stove god. god aka you god you pick okay um it's on you bill I, oh, it's I on said, me? Okay, yeah it's on you okay great okay give it to us, the letter b okay b we're going up to b we have four okay does one get you excited <laughs> they're all pretty wild okay <gasps> let's go b2 okay b2 Thank you. Good. Balzac Billy. <laughs> Wait, what? Spell. B-A-L-Z-A-C. Balzac. Okay. Now spell the other one. B-I-L-L-Y. What? I guess the Bilby and a Billy. Yes. These list episodes get haunted, dude. And I, and I got to tell you, it's another – this is, Balzac Billy is the Canadian groundhog. This is same ridiculous. Thing. Same, same thing. Literally the same. Just – Canadian's everyone's, version. Everyone's got a Billy. Canadian's version. Everyone's got a Billy or a Chuck or literally, a Phil. Literally. This why is, do groundhogs, why, what is the, I wonder what the impulse is to give them such like down home relatable names. Yeah. Phil, well, Chuck, Billy. Work at the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I, I could watch you list off <laughs> down home names, relatable yeah. names. You just like threw them out. Like you were just on the ranch when you said those three words. That's how it feels. Well, most of them are, I think, um, they're like local weather correspondents for groundhogs. Oh, that, we learned that about uh, Chucksy Hog, Chuck- a.k.a. Staten Island Chuck. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that's probably why they have normal names. They're just yeah. normal guys who they're... double down as groundhogs. Yes. Have a second responsibility on February 2nd. Adam, tell me what Canada's – tell me about Billy. This is pretty good, actually. According to the legend of Groundhog Day, the groundhog's behavior is a way of forecasting the weather. If the groundhog pops out from its burrow, sees the shadow, disappears, winter continues for six more weeks. Yeah. But if the groundhog does not see a shadow, it will be uh, it will not be scared to come out, and winter will soon end. However, unlike other Groundhog yes, Day mascots – this is why we're here. Balzac Billy is a man in a costume. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> What an end. Oh, what a... Crap. Unlike... 
How do you not lead with that? <laughs> Unlike other groundhog mascots, this isn't an animal. This, this is a man this in is a groundhog costume. Holy so, crap. That's the difference. That, okay. That's the difference. In Canada, when they're that's how real they do groundhogs, it. there's some chance yeah. to it all. Yes, exactly. We're, we all find out whether or not he goes back into his hole. <laughs> that's right. When it's a six foot four. <laughs> Heavy machinery operator who has the day off, Correct. who fits in the costume. Correct. All chance eliminated. <laughs> Correct. We know when he comes out. He already knows whether or not he's going to see, see a shadow or not. Why do they feel the need <laughs> to do that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, why? you could just not have a tradition like exactly. that. Exactly. Uh... Why do you need to do... What's surprise? Yeah. <laughs> What's a, is there a sense of surprise? We do Groundhog's Day for the sense of surprise. Is that purely tradition? Hey, that man walks out of that house in that costume today. Groundhog Day. I think it's like clearly like monkey see, monkey do. It's like other cultures have this tradition where like a groundhog comes out and like predicts winter. Like we need that. They have groundhogs. I'm sure they could sure. even like buy Canada's one. They buy animals. One. If they don't have a groundhog, they could probably buy one. Yeah. It is such a good point. It's like the whole point of this like obviously silly and stupid tradition is – we it is the element of surprise. It's like when I have octopuses like pick the final four. Right. It's like when you have an animal like randomly chance. choose a thing. It's chance. an animal. It's not a person. That's what's fun about it. That's what's unique about it. That's right. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Groundhog. It's literally Groundhog. <laughs> the animal day. This is in a- Canada. <laughs> It's man dressed as Groundhog Day. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. That is insane. Why do they need yeah. that? They don't. What What do they need? <laughs> Why do they need that? Man in Groundhog Day. They don't need it. They, they buried Billy. Yeah. Except yeah. the only difference. The only little twist that they put on it here is that it isn't a groundhog. Defeats right. the entire purpose. It's a man. Imagine you're an American and you're going to visit your Canadian cousin. And he's like, oh, I'm visiting you on Groundhog Day. He's like, oh, I live right by where we do it. You should come. You'll see how Canadians do Groundhog Day. Yeah. And the American will probably be like, oh, that's cool. Fun. A groundhog animals. will pop out of a hole. Imagine if... You go down, and there's a six foot four heavy machinery op. What's he doing? Here? Who's not working today? Fits in the costume. He walks out, waves. Would you be surprised? I would say that's not a groundhog. Stunned. This is man in groundhog's day. True mascot. A true holiday mascot in maybe the worst possible connotation. My you don't need it. Billy's point is why have the tradition if you're not going to have it be a groundhog? Defeats the entire core existential purpose of a groundhog determining whether or not there's going to be winter. It's man in groundhog day. Adam, we've had some episodes where my mind has been fried and I've had to reset and said, that's yeah. enough. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. That's the holiday. That's enough, episode. man. That's enough. Canada. Balzac Billy. I don't like to usually curse. <laughs> no. I know that you're usually good people. Yeah. Get your shit together. That's bullshit, to be totally honest. You don't a, need this tradition. Get a groundhog. You're putting, uh, you're putting a guy through – I mean, we don't need a man or a woman in a costume. You can just for, You can just forego that one. You could sit out Groundhog Day if you want. That's holiday mascots. Sit it out, yes. We don't usually end on such a sour note. It was just a little combative. Canada, you ticked us off. Okay, you ticked us off, Canada. Get yourself a groundhog. Ticked us right off, eh? Okay. Yeah. Well, until then, I'm the No Joke Podcast. Yes. I'm Billy Scafari. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.